Buenos dias, buenas tardes, buenas noches, y'all. Welcome back to Diverse Culture, the DC. <laughs> it is your one and lovely co-host, your beautiful co-host, Oluwatu Miche Fashupe, a.k.a. Sarah, a.k.a. the Nigerian Goddess Queen, a.k.a. Team Fash, a.k.a. of the a.k.a. of the whatever, whatever. Anyways, buenos dias, buenas tardes, buenas noches to my Colombian people everywhere. If you don't know what, why, why I'm saying that, well, now you know. Because today, our country we're going to be talking about is Colombia. Yes, okay, the country we're going to talk about today is Colombia. So question of the day. When you hear Colombia, what comes to mind? Or what do you know about Colombia? Just think about that. Think about it. Just before we get into the information or before we talk about Colombia. Because, I mean, maybe today, after listening to this, you probably hear, um, learn something you don't know about Colombia. Or you probably learn again something you already know about Colombia. Like I said, this podcast is for me to teach and for you to teach. We are, this is a journey where we teach each other, okay? Where we learn together, right? Right, so let's get right into it. So, like I was saying earlier, buenos dias, buenas tardes, buenas noches is how you greet in Colombia. So if you don't know that already, you know that now. Buenos dias, buenas tardes, buenas noches. I hope I'm getting this right. I feel like I'm mispronouncing it, but the amount of times I learned to pronounce this, especially if you've taken Spanish classes in high school or middle school, you already know what this is. And if you don't, I'll refresh your memory. So buenos dias is good morning, buenas tardes is good afternoon, and buenas noches is good evening. So if you see someone and you know the person's Colombian, you can say buenos dias, buenas tardes, buenas noches, depending on the time of day. And hey, the person might, you know, start speaking Spanish to you, all you got to say is, no habla espanol, por favor. Look, I'm teaching you guys something. It's a journey here. Okay. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to come, we're gonna come down. We're going to relax. And let's move on. Okay, like I said earlier, this, what we're learning today is Colombia. And Colombia is a gateway to South America. It connects with Central and North America. So it's... I guess they gave that nickname to to Colombia, the gateway to South, because I think it's in between what connects North and Central, you know, like I already said it. So um, I've always actually wanted to visit Colombia. It's one of the, you know, Hispanic countries, and Colombia is one of it. I don't know why I'm ranting here, but let's keep going. The capital of Colombia is Bogota, right? It is one of the large, well, it is the largest city in Colombia. It is also known for its colors of modern buildings and authentic colonial roof tiles. So, you know, there's like cartoons when they like do like Hispanic uh, location and they, you see, or like movies where they do Hispanic location and you see like colorful buildings. One of them could be like Colombia, you know. So its official language is Spanish, as you've heard me say, buenos dias, buenas tardes, buenas noches. (laughs) 
and it has a population of 40 up to about 48 million. Um, its major rivers are Mag- Magdalene, Kasuka, Astoro, and then Sinu. I am trying, y'all. I can't really pronounce this as much as I've learned. So, like, it's, it's, it's quite hard. But I, I, I've tried. Um, let me just keep going. Uh, its major mountains are Andes, Sierra Nevada de Santa Marta. Those are its major mountains. Most of the citizens of Colombia are descended from three ethnic groups. They're Africans, Indians, and European settlers. And I think most of these African Indians were people who, you know, were slaves back then and they find themselves at Colombia. So that's interesting. Its flag contains three colors, yellow, blue, and red. And it goes, is it vertical or horizontal? Vertical is the one that goes up and down, right? And horizontal is the one that goes left and right. Or am I saying it wrong? I think vertical is the one that... Look, y'all, I'm stupid. I think vertical is the one that goes up. This is why you need a co-host. Because at least if you're, if you're in trouble or if you're saying something, they'll be like, nah, let me check you on that, you know? But I I'm, can't I'm, I'm do it alone. I can do it myself. But um, vertical goes yellow, blue, red. And I will tell you what those mean. Because I feel like knowing what the flag means of a country is very important. Just as knowing the history. Because once you know, like, once you know the meaning of the flag. And then you know the history of the country. You're like, huh, makes sense, makes sense. So, the yellow stands for gold and abundance in Colombia. Um, The blue stands for the country seas. And then the red stands for the blood that has been shed for Colombia's independence. This flag was designed by Francisco de Mardina, an acoustic artist who tried to liberate Spanish Americans in 1812. Um, Their uh, national anthem is called O Unfading Glory in Spanish, or in in Espanol it's called O Gloria y Mercedesville. I hope I pronounced that right. Um, and then in this website, it's called This is Colombia. It has like the national anthem, the national coat of arms, and just the meaning of that. So if you want to go into that and just learn more about it, I advise to go to This is Colombia, and I'll put like where I get all my facts in the in the description of this podcast, so that you can also go and do your little research if this is an interesting country to you. Um. <clears throat> So moving on, we're going to go to the celebration. Poop, 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 poop. Cause you know, like it's it's so fun. Like their country is so colorful. Like for me, when I think about Colombia, I think of it as like a colorful, bright festival country that every day is a festival. But you know, that's 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 what's in my head when I think about Colombia. And it's true. I mean, they have festivals, they have holidays, so. Yeah, and it's always so bright and colorful, like, especially once you see all those things, like, things you see that represent Colombia in the media. Most of them are portrayed as colorful, bright, and it's a good thing. And as sad as it is, there's also some bad things that the media represent Colombia as. But let's dive into 
the holidays and the festival of Colombia. So first we have Carnaval de Diablo. Y'all, I'm trying to say this as, as, as good as I can, so bear with me. The meaning of this is called Festival of the Devil. And this is an event that synthesized the indigenous people of, of pagan and Catholic beliefs. It features feasts, costumes, dancing, music, poetry under the spell of sugarcane liquor. And the festivals, the festivities end with the reading of the testament and burning of the devil and burying of the guard. Gourd. I think I pronounced that right. G-O-U-R-D. Okay. And then we have Carnival de Negros y Blanco, which is Carnival of Blacks and Whites. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, this is like a, I think it's like a two-day carnival thingy. But I may be wrong. Maybe I, I didn't do myself. But the last day, it's, it's a devoted to a rural culture and a sick, sick, serious festival English. Oh my gosh. But you know, the first day of the celebration involves colonies, parade, the rock contest, where farmers offer tributes of flowers and song of Virgin Mary in return of good harvest. And then day two is the children's carnival that follows. Now, the next we have Baraquila Carnival. Baraquila Carnival is held in a port of the town of Baraquila. And this is over three days leading to Lent. It's a Catholic feast, if you don't know what Lent is. Um, participants dress up in an exotic costume that take part in a grand parade with Queen Flo- Floaty- Floats Salsa. Oh my god, salsa music. I love salsa music. Rumba dancing, food, drink, and partying. Woohoo! <laughs> um, next is Santa Samenta. This is an Easter Holy Week. It takes place in the end of March, beginning of April each year. It is the biggest festival of the year in the Catholic in Catholic Colombia. And then we have Festival Flowers. This sounds so good. Like I like if I had to pick from like let me finish let me finish <laughs> let me finish let me get ahead of myself festival of flowers is held in the city of mendelin mendelin m-e-d-e-l-l-i-n just in case i pronounce it right this has been hosting since 1955 it takes place over 10 days in the early of august there are concerts parades food drink an orchid exposition competition among saddle bringing flowers on horse barracks just any flowers you can think of sunflowers roses orchids lily you know and then the others is days of christmas i mean sorry days of candles okay not christmas christmas is after that days of candles uh, <laughs> i'm getting ahead of myself the days of candles occurs on December 7th, and it marks the unofficial start of Colombian Christmas season. And then after that, we have Christmas. Everybody knows what Christmas is, so I don't need to explain it. If you don't know what Christmas is, uh, it's a celebration where people come together. And, and in the Christian standpoint, it's a celebration of Jesus' birth. But there's other people who celebrate Christmas differently. So if you had to pick, question, if you had to pick which um, 
festival or in order, like your top five festival or your top festival from what I've said that sounds so interesting to you, what would it be? Mine would be Festival of Flowers. Like, I could just imagine like flowers everywhere. It's gonna be so pretty. So I would say top would be Festival of Flowers and Day of Candle and Christmas because I love Christmas. So yeah, so that's it for the celebration. And now we're gonna move to traditional foods. Excuse me, traditional foods in Colombia. All right. So uh, traditional food in Colombia, we have Ajiaco, A-G-I-A-C-O, just in case I mispronounce that. Sancocho, S-A-N-C-O-C-H-O. Changua, C-H-A-N-G-U-A. Arepas, A-R-E-P-A-S. Frantanga, Fritanga, or F-R-I-T-A-N-G-A. <laughs> Hormigas colonas, colonas. And then tamales, and then radon. Yeah, radon was the last one. Okay. So I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to repeat this, um, the names of the food and then tell you what's in the food. So let's get to it. This is my favorite part because I love talking about food just as much as I love talking about culture. So let's get it to it. So Ajaco, A-J-I-A-C-O. I'm probably mispronouncing that and I'm very, very sorry. I don't mean to. This is originally from Bogota, the capital of Colombia and Andres Mountain, one of the biggest, one of the known mountains in Colombia. See, we're learning something here. It is a traditional soup. It is contained with this, uh, this, this dish, (laughs) English, this dish is a white soup made with chicken, a variety of two or three kinds of potatoes, corn, sour cream, and usually white rice and avocado. That sounds yummy. Sancocho is a traditional Spanish stew. It's very popular among the South America. Um... It has ver- vari- vari- oh my God. <laughs> versions of varieties between fish on coast and different kind of meats in other regions. Oh my gosh. It always contains yuca, corn, potatoes, and plantain. Yeah, I'm pretty sure y'all are laughing at me. Like, why am I? Why is it so hard for me to speak today? I don't know. Like, I don't know why it's hard. Changua. This is a breakfast soup. It originated from Andes region. Um, <clears throat> this soup is milk-based, made with water, milk, egg, onions, calantro, and it's often served with bread and hot chocolate. Mmm, sounds delicious. Arepas. Arepas is the most common traditional dish in Colombia. It serves as a compliment. A compliment. A comp. It serves as a snack. Okay. <laughs> it can be made with different varieties. Arepas de coco, it's corn filled with cheese. Arepas con queso, filled with cheese. Arepas de huevo, and arepas which is deep fried with egg. Huevo, whoever, huevo. I think I pronounced it right. Beans egg. I'm telling you, Spanish class helped me. I'm telling you, Spanish class helped me. I am so glad I took Spanish because I was so angry. 
I'm gonna digress. I was so angry when my mom was like, take, take Spanish, take Spanish, take Spanish. I was telling my mom, no, I want to take French because in Nigeria, where I grew up, they thought uh, they like French was like a second language, just like in, Spanish is a second language here to learn. French was kind of like a second language there to learn. So when we came here, I was like, I was gonna stick to French. But my mom was like, no, learn Spanish. You learned French before, learn Spanish, learn Spanish. And, you know, because it's your mom, you don't want to disobey her. So I was like, fine, I learned Spanish. And I used to be mad at her. But now I'm like, you know what? Thank you. Thank you for letting me take Spanish class. Because there's some some words that I can pronounce because of Spanish class. And there's some words that I can also boost up. But we're doing great, I think. Back to talking about food. <laughs> Fritanga. Um, this it comes in variety forms all over Colombia. It contains slightly different ingre- indi- ingredients <laughs> depending depending on the region or the restaurant. So um, it's discern- designed to be shared among family or friends. This kind of looks like a sausage, like a sausage, because they can make it with chicken. They can make it as chicken, beef, sausage, pork, crackling. Oh, Crisio sausage. It looks like a sausage from the picture. It looks good, actually. I wish y'all could see the pictures. If you want to know how it looks like and what I'm talking about, this is called Culture Tip Trip. That's where I found. <laughs> like I said, I'm gonna put. Um, excuse me. I'm gonna put uh, the description of where I found all my facts, all my um, things that I'm talking about in the description. So if you want to go back, check it out. Yeah. My well, this is not my favorite, but I've tried it before and I loved it. It kind of tastes like so. There's this Nigerian dish called moi moi, which is called bean cake. So, for Nigerians, if you've tried tamales, you would probably understand what I'm talking about. The next dish I'm gonna talk about is tamales. I've tried tamales before, I loved it. We did like a in high school, we did like a traditional, like when we did my Spanish class, we had a country presentation, and I think there was a there was somebody who did uh, one country, and one of their food was tamales. Cause I did Colombia and I did empanadas, but it's not part of the food that I'm talking about. <clears throat> I did empanadas. The other girl did tamales, and she did good actually. But there was this other. We had like a Hispanic day in our school, and you know, they brought different kind of food from different countries that were Hispanic. And tamales was one of it, and I loved it. It was really good. Anyways, tamales is found all over Central and South Af- America. I almost said Africa. It is a Colombian traditional, and tamales is normally eat with meat, vegetables, fruit, or cheese. This is a corn-based delicacy, and it is served wrapped in plantain leaves. And then our last one is radon. Radon is an Afro-Caribbean influenced dish. It's typically found on the Colombians, Colombia's Caribbean islands of San Andres and Providencia. I think I said that right. This soup is made primarily free from a fillet of fish or other, excuse me, seafood along with snails, yams, potatoes, yonka, baked plantain cooked in coconut milk and pepper. That sounds really interesting. 
That's so good. Radon is often served with coconut rice and fried plantain. Sounds tempting. That's what they put. <laughs> this is so cute. Um, so question is from all this food that I've mentioned, which one would you want to try? Your top two. My top two would be Radon because it, it sounds really interesting and sounds really yummy with all of the information they put out there. Radon, I've already tried tamales, so I mean, obviously I'll have it again, but uh, the one I really, really want to try is this soup based that's served with breakfast and hot chocolate. Um, Changua. Yes, Changua. I think I said it right. C-H-A-N-G-U-A. So my first, my top two food that I want to try is Changua Radon. (sighs) Yeah. And now we are going to go to traditional dresses. Traditional dresses. And these are like, there's different kind of dresses from each region because of the climate and um, weather. So we're gonna do the regions and the type of dresses they wear. So first we have Andin region and um obviously because their dresses is based on the climate condition and the high mountains and the windy meadows so the men usually wear skirt shirt trousers i said skirt (laughs) shirt trousers sandals and a brimmed hat and then the female wear a blouse a white skirt sandal and a brimmed headdress um, in the Caribbean region, they're more, you know, it's, it's, they cope with heat and humidity. So they probably, dr- they will dress light. So the, which is very, they're very bright, rich and, um, rich, richly decorated. That's what I meant with embroidery, jewelries, colorful pattern, even flowers. Um, the male attire consists of colorful shirt and linen trousers. I almost said skirt again. <laughs> A woven bag and a sombrero or other edge dresses. Uh, the female usually wear light top and skirt and a, a sombrero as well. It looks like they have flowers from the picture from here. Uh, the Pacific region, um, obviously under the influence of climate and history of the area, there's a lot of immigrants from Africa who live there. Um, so their own is usually the men usually wear loose colorful garments, sandals from natural materials, and the women usually wear colorful or pastel outfit made with soft fabric and embellished with flowers, ribbon, and other decorative uh, elements. We have the Onriqua region, O R I N O Q U I A. So this one's our occupation of local people. They are usually with like cattles and um, kind of like a ranch area, if that makes sense. I think, if, I don't know if that's the right word to use, but most of their clothes are designed for convenience and designed for horseback riding. So men usually have white trousers with a red or black shirt and a wide brimmed hat made from heavy materials. And then the ladies, wear wide knee length skirts rather puffy made with made from white and red fabric and they often have flowery patterns with 
sleeve blouse with the red and white ribbon. And they probably either put flowers or ribbon in their hair. The Amazon region is very, it's a small ethnic, it's a small community with different ethnic groups. Um, so they have their own traditional clothes. Most people from Amazonia wear light clothes as well. Uh, men and women wear lion clothes and some jewelry. So, um, yeah, the pictures are really, really nice. Their outfits are really pretty, though. I wish I, there's a way I could show you guys the picture. And now we're going to go to fun facts. We're almost to the end of the the, uh, the podcast. I just wanted to say thank you guys again for listening. <sighs> Be here with me. Um, yeah, it's, it, you know, like once, when, when you say you want to do a podcast, you never really, nobody really tells you what to do or what to expect, you know? Um, I feel like most of what I'm doing probably is, is like something that people can already like look up for themselves. But I just feel like some people probably wouldn't have the time to look it up. So why not just help and just talk about it? Cause I love talking about culture. I love talking about languages so this is quite interesting for me and i hope this is also interesting for you and you sticking to listen to me ramble because it sounds like i'm rambling about like the country and the facts and the things are in it so yeah (laughs) all right fun facts about colombia or interesting facts about colombia Colombia has more than 4,000 species of orchids. Orchids? I don't know how you say that. Colombia is the most biodiverse country on the planet. It has 60 national parks. It's the most tourist cities. It has a home to the liquid rainbow. Oh, that's beautiful. And Colombia is one of the most second celebrated holidays. Sorry, Colombia has the most second celebrated holidays in the world. Oh, this is very interesting. Colombian national anthem plays twice a day. And Colombia has two of the world's largest festivals. See, I told you? Yeah. Like, once I think about Colombia, all I think about is festival. Like, excitement dances just colorful dresses and stuff so at the end of this podcast i just want to ask what was fascinating about what you learned of colombia and did did something interesting you popped up when i was talking about colombia or did something that you already knew but you kind of forgotten popped up when i was talking about colombia and I hope you guys have a wonderful day. Buenas tardes. Which is, it's, it's afternoon right now. But buenos dias, buenas tardes, buenas noches. For those of you who are Colombian. For those of you who are not Colombian. Buenas noches, buenas tardes, buenos dias. <laughs> I hope you guys have a wonderful day. And I hope this helps you learn more. and Or want to learn more about Colombia. Or want to learn more about any other Spanish speaking countries. I will see you next time on DC Diverse Culture. Bye.